episode when 17 of the wedding cast of Lesson 2. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted to be sitting here on Zoom looking at two lovely faces. One of Gavin Comfer. Say hi, Gavin. Hey. There's Hello. Gavin. Um, we're going to have a chat with Gavin tonight. And also the other being Rob Watt. Say hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Very good. <laughs> this is the level of humour I enjoy. Yeah, exactly. You've obviously <laughs> listened to a few of the other podcasts. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, let's start with uh, Rob then. So, Rob, just tell us a little bit about um, who you are, what you do. Um, yeah, go for it. Uh, so, my name's Rob Watt. I, uh, I'm the Artistic Director of um, Theatre Centre. So, we're, I'm a, uh, a director and theatre centres that have been around for about 70 years. I uh, hasten to add, haven't been around with Theatre Centre for 70 years. Very good <laughs> moisturiser. Um, I've, I've been there for about a year and uh, we make work with and for young people and we um, we tour into schools and we tour into venues and we make work that, um, well, we can talk, I'll, I'll talk loads about, I'm sure, the work, but we, we, uh, we tour across the country with um, shows. Our current show is talking about um, sex education and how complicated and ridiculous and uh, bad it is at skin school. Okay, cool. All right, nice one. Uh, and Gavin, what about you? What what do you do? Why are you here? Well, I don't know um, why you're here. I invited you, but what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm mentally disturbed, mate. That's what I'm here, man. <laughs> no, I, I am. Well, yeah, but I, I make make music. Really, I'm a musician, singer, um, producer. Do sessions, part of, part of different bands, um, just general creative, really. I'll, I'll just head towards creativity, and that is in many different ways. Um, I mean, yeah, mainly with, with my wife, different blues bands, um, but recently permaculture and, and garden and building, natural building. Right, cool. And that's how you've managed to make ends meet, I presume, over the last, was it a year that we've been doing all this crazy stuff? Um, some of it, yeah, a little mixture of that, a little mixture of home sessions because I built I built a studio as well, so it's like just in time for the for the lockdown, really. Right. Um, so I've had a few sessions coming through here as well, making a bit of cash, jingles and stuff like that. Um, nice. Whereabouts are you based, Gavin? Based in Bedfordshire. Okay, cool. Very nice. All right. Well, look, um, I think um, what I tend to try to do uh, with the podcast is to start with a bit of a, a question that's centered around me, um, uh, and. Mm -hmm. I mentioned this to Rob, but I don't think I mentioned it to you, Gavin. So Rob has a bit of a, an advantage in that he he kind of probably has an answer already written down. Look, he's looking down at his notes. I can see him. through. He knows what's coming. So, Gavin, the question that I, I sort of asked back in a podcast many, many, many years, years moons ago was um, what's your relationship like with food? Because for me, um, this podcast mm. is predominantly... Um, my sort of place is, is to do with food and my weight loss and things like that so I quite like to open up that question um, to all of the guests that come on here as well because one of the things I've learned <clears throat> prior to starting this and prior to or just as I started my weight loss journey uh, was the fact that we all have you know different relationships some good some bad some people don't mm -hmm. really give a shit about it at all and they just see it as a thing that they do some people really analyze everything they eat so um, I'd yeah, be curious to know what your relationship is like with food, Rob. And I'll put you first because you probably mm. have a bit of an idea and that might give Gavin a bit of time to think as well. I, I, I love food. I've always loved food. I've I, like it, it and it's not something that I, it, it's not like I've got mates who just eat because they have to, right? They've, like it's just the thing that they do. It's the fuel that they have. For me, yeah. I remember even when I was young, I was really adventurous. I would eat every like any everything and anything. Um, I remember going 
um, when I was on holiday um, in Spain, I think it was, and I, I was about nine or ten and was eating octopus, which freaks the hell. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. The hell out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even eat that uh, now. That's, that, 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 I, don't, I don't think I could go there, mate. I mean, oh no, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I've eaten it since. But I, you know, tried it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think I, I love food. I love going out and eating food, and I love um, a lot of my life. I think is centered around it. Um, and I was just saying to you, Tom, that I, I, I've always been quite lucky to be my metabolism has been quite high. So mm. I've been quite skinny a lot of my life. And then I've hit forties and now my metabolism has gone. I now can't be bothered. Uh, whatever. So I've been getting, getting one of those little bellies, you know, little pop bellies. Well, like. yeah, little, I mean, it's sort of, <laughs> I, I, it looks like I'm pregnant. Uh, which is, <laughs> um, so I've, I've had to, yeah, I'm having to sort of think about the type of foods that I eat more often. Um, but that doesn't stop me enjoying loads right. of it. So, so what have yeah. you had to change? I mean, because you've noticed that your metabolism slowed down, you know, and I well, guess that means that your your weight is going up probably easier than you found. Well, not that you found it easier than it has done before. Yeah, what, just, what are you I've now more conscious to, of, though? Well, just more like like I love crisps, and that's the like, and that I'm quite yeah. That that if that would be my go to mm. snack. Right, I, what's your go to crisps? Let's do that. Let's torture everyone listening. Uh, I mean, I like I just love a plain, plain uh, salty crisp. Oh. Like that's yeah, I know. I'm not Good like man. from octopus yeah. to ready salties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm complex, right? Um, and what are they like? Kettle chips. Okay, like really yeah. crispy, nice and chips. greasy. Got it. Yeah, nice. yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. the bottom of the bag is the best bit, isn't it? You, you come out and you're like, there's a whole <laughs> bottle of olive oil on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. It's not that sort of podcast where we then start reviewing crisps, but um, yeah. So that you you're kind of having to rein that in a little bit, are you? You can't be yeah, quite rain, so frivolous. Yeah. And what I actually what what my partner and I have done now is that we've we've actually cut out meat uh, for about four days of the of the week. Right. Which, okay. um, so we've sort of eaten vegetables a lot more, which, which I think one there's a I don't think I could ever become a vegetarian, but there's sort of, you know, we've thought about it environmentally, but also I think for our health as well. Yeah. And also then on a Saturday when I have a steak, I'm like really enjoying that steak. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You deserve that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You I've should had lentils say... all week. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't do the lentils. My wife's a vegetarian, um, but she does eat, she eats chicken as well. And um, it's really funny because in, in, in my household, I, I follow the sort of Slimming World plan and uh, I find it really useful to help me sort of rein in what I've been eating and how I eat. Um, and what's really good about it is that for all of our family, the meals that you, you get loads of recipes and stuff on the app and bits, and those, those, those are really kid-friendly as well. And they're really healthy for them. There's nothing faddy about it. But... Um, few maybe two or three months ago jane was like oh, my wife was like oh, it'd be really good to introduce the boys to you know a variety of meat we eat a lot of chicken and maybe some turkey um so i was like okay cool well look i'm gonna buy i'm gonna go to the butchers and buy some beef i've not had beef in ages and i was like okay cool so i went to the butchers and i kid you not it's the first time i've ever been to a butchers and bought beef i didn't know what i was buying you know i just went and went uh i'd like some beef but i've got kids and i don't know what to do. and he said well what you want, son, is this. So he gave me this joint of beef, anyway, cooked it up, did the whole squeegee over the top, made it all moist and gorgeous and like black pepper. And oh my God, it looked good. Cut it, carved it. It was a big song and dance. My kids put it in their mouth. Don't, don't, like, don't like that. 
Oh, no. <laughs> All that effort. I was like, that costs 12 quid. So now, now we're back on the veg. <laughs> but it, it's funny that you should mention about trying the octopus because one of the things I'm trying to encourage my oldest um, child to do is to be open to the fact of trying new things. I think it's really important. And so um, he, he loves olives, but, you know, he's tried olives and I've encouraged him. He likes olives. That's good. Um, and one thing I can't stand is fish. So when you mentioned octopus earlier, I was like, yeah, well, definitely not. And I remember before lockdown being out with my in-laws, my wife and the boys, and um, my mother-in-law had salmon, um, smoked salmon for a breakfast. I mean, it's not my thing. I was like, Rufus, do you want to try some smoked salmon? And Jane doesn't like it either. Um, and he was like, no, I don't want to. I said, well, look, I'll, I'll try some. If you, you know, let's, let's try it together. Let's experiment with it. So he tried it. He was fine. I tried it. It was absolutely fucking foul. And it made me feel sick for days. <laughs> so it kind of backfired on me. But yeah, sorry. I've the completely, art. it just is a story that I wanted to share right there. <laughs> the art of negotiation. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it if you do it. it. And I'm yeah. sure other parents probably wouldn't actually do it. They'd sort of like miss their mouth. But Muggins here did it. And then, oh man, I felt rough for really. Uh, I've yeah. just, just, just reminded um, uh, from Octopus. I did. I, I got a chance to go to uh, China uh, many years ago, and I just could had, go anywhere, couldn't it? Well, I mean, I wasn't dog, uh, <laughs> but it was. Um, but I ate scorpion over there. Wow! So deep fried scorpion, which was wow. weird. And then there was a, a variety. Of, I it was over with the British Council, so we used to go and we used to get all these banquets of things, and there were foodstuffs there that I just didn't even. I don't know what I was eating at all. Uh, it was it was really quite odd. The the weirdest was um, jellyfish. It was both uh, yeah. <laughs> Tom's face mm. like what? It was both um, sort of like squidgy and brittle at the same time. Wow! And how I'm was that cooked that. though? Oh, I mean, I didn't. I I like I don't know. Because I mean, it already looks a bit like a poached egg anyway. So <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. It, yeah, I I don't know, but it was it was certainly experience. Yeah. Not what I necessarily want to repeat. Quite <laughs> I, what, I mean, wonder what nutrition it has. Yeah. Well, yeah. I might Google that. <laughs> Not right now, but I'm going to Google it at the end. <laughs> Jellyfish. Maybe it's, exactly. maybe, maybe it's some sort of sensational diet. Maybe we've just, you know, stumbled maybe. across the next, like, jellyfish diet. Yeah. You know, it's maybe it's so jellyfish. gross that you just don't eat it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you will lose <laughs> stones and stones. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, listen, Gavin, what about you, mate? What, what's, um, what's the situation for you, dude? Uh, me, man, I mean, uh, I, I used to, what's, what's the term? Um, eat to live. Is that the one where you just, you just take it and then carry on? And just over time, with my wife, really, my wife is just a godsend in all that side of thing. I used to just eat like a block of cheese out of the fridge, you know, and that was my, that's doing me. I'm off. That's it. I'm, I can go. Another, another 24 hours. Yeah. Wicked. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> You know, but then um, yeah, just over time, she's kind of educated me with food, and and now I'm now I'm now I'm interested in being good to myself, you know. So I'm 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 way out there talking about all these animals and that, but I'm I'm like a gluten free vegan, so it's all right. Just air and dust, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so where did the whole um, where do you think the whole sort of um, what did you say was eat to live thing came from for you? Was it just a, because it was convenient to be like that, or is that something that came from younger years or? Man, I just cared about living. Yeah. I was just cared about just out there doing shit. Yeah. Just like, where's, no where's, time the, to where's the fun? You know, yeah. where, where are we going? What are we doing? You know, time's short. Let's have, let's have a go. And yeah. eating just seemed like a waste of time to me. Because it's like, sit like sit around and eat food when I could be doing something. I just yeah. had a lot of energy. I had a lot of energy, man. 
Yeah. You know? yeah. And I still do. I have to get rid of my energy, you know, like this, the punch bag. I have to get rid of it <laughs> because if I don't, it comes in other ways. So I have right. to change it. Do you, um, do you, so like you say, you're uh, gluten, is it gluten free and vegan? Vegan, gluten free, yeah. Yeah. So what, yeah. what can you eat? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's loads, man. The good thing about doing that is you become really good at cooking and you actually start to like have an interest in food because you have to. You have to understand where all your, all your nutrients are coming from, all your proteins yeah. are coming from. So you start yeah. to get really good at cooking. Right. But, I mean, you can eat, I mean, I just eat plants, mate. I didn't I didn't mean it quite as dismissively as it sounded like oh what can you eat um because yeah, yeah. one of our previous guests he's been on a couple of times Elliot um he's he's vegan and it does it sounds fascinating but I think at the minute with with my boys I think it's something that I, I might just maybe do that a little bit later on down the line but yeah, yeah I remember yeah. I remember having um what did I have vegan uh chicken well not chicken but vegan fajitas and with with yeah. jackfruit, that's the thing, isn't it? Jackfruit. Yeah, jack, jackfruit. It tasted cool, yeah. wicked. So yeah, I'm all yeah, for it. That's yeah. a good one, man. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird old plant, but it's tasty. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's sort of madness that you've gone from uh, like eat like eating just for living to uh, uh, like veganism and gluten free, which means that you've got to really think about what you're eating, right? Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I, originally I went vegan because my wife went vegan, so it's like okay, easy life. Yeah. I'll, I'll just eat what you're eating that's cool you know and then i got into it and then i got then I, the health benefits were like off the scale and then i just got i ended up more energy more focused everything was clearer i wasn't going to the dark place so often you know and then i coupled that with um she went gluten-free so i was like okay let's do that i'll go gluten-free and have you noticed you know, a change uh, since doing that as well yeah amazing really? yeah like in the belly in the really? everything to do with the belly and i haven't been ill well probably i had covid but you know, apart from that, I haven't been ill. That Ill old time. thing. Yeah, I don't even go there, mate. <laughs> oh, mate. I'm, I'm sure we will. But, you know, it's, um, I, I can't, I can't highly recommend it. If you want to take care of yourself and look after your body and, and, and feel amazing, it's in, in that side, you couple mm. with that with, with exercise and mm. meditation and yoga and, you know, you put all the, the bundle together. Yeah. You you definitely to times. Mm. Yeah. Wow, sounds, sounds good, man. You see, you've got a lot of, um, good processes that you go through so you you box you're talking the you know i can see you've got a, a punch bag behind you um boxing it's not, really, it's not really boxing i just punch the shit out of it so i can get rid of the anger <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't call i wouldn't say there's any skill in here mate i, I just i just kind of fucking go rampage on it, start smashing it with my elbows and shit you know what i mean and, and i notice it i notice it's in the studio so it's obviously positioned in a place where like oh for fuck's sake this yeah, especially late. when recording, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's bloody bit late. <laughs> yeah, especially doing some of these shit old sessions. You end up doing. It's like fucking shit, song. You know, I mean, the fucking have that, mate. You know what I mean? Like kicking is the it, shit, come back like. Is okay. it one of those? Um, is it a rebound? Does it rebound or is it hung? Because I can't really. Yeah, see it's it. like it's like an MMA. So you, oh, you okay. Can, you can like grab it, grab the handles, kick the shit out of it, jump on it on the floor, start pummeling it. You know, nice. you can you can really go to town, man. Very good. Well, yeah. maybe we'll have a quick uh, quick run through of that in the break if you need it. When we have our comfort break and I come back from the toilet, I'll just see you smashing the crap out of it. Yeah, it's just it's. I mean, it's helpful when you're having an You know, just before an argument begins, you can feel it. You can sense it like since the energy's changing. You're like, darling, I'm just going to go into the studio. You know, I mean, you're just like, gonna gonna bounce something ah! down. <laughs> and you come back and you're all zen what were we talking about oh yeah of course yeah let's do that all right well (laughs) yeah there we go Uh, this this is gavin's top tip for uh, relationship management (laughs) 
Yeah. 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 Buy yourself a man cave and punch yeah. the shit out of a bag. Yeah. <laughs> and what um, you mentioned yoga and what other exercising are you sort of is are you doing? What's new to you now or not so new maybe? Um, I don't know, mate. I mean, I, I do a bit. Of, I do a bit of yoga. It's good for the body and the joints. You know, yeah. if you get older, you got to start taking care of yourself in there because you can't just can't just carry on, man. Can't get uh, I do a little bit of yoga, a little bit of weights, a little bit of punching, kicking, and um, sometimes a little bit of tai chi. But um, nice. I like tai chi. I want to do that more. Stuff that you enjoy, by the sounds of it, though. Spiritual. I'm interested in energy frequencies and flow. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm into all that shit where you kind of align yourself with nature. And then, you know, when you go to diet, it's like now I'm just interested in growing for food nice, and building dude. an off the grid house and solar panels. And I'm also an electrician as well. Okay. Did that in a, lo- did that in a lockdown. Um, right. But I want to build an off grid house. So I'm getting into like growing food and vegetables and soils. And that's a plan down the line. Like that's something you're gonna, you guys are gonna head off and do maybe one day. I would, I would like to. I mean, that's a, it's a hell of a thing to ask Jess to do. Sure. You know, but yeah, if I can, it's where I'm trying to point towards. Nice. So food's turned into nutrition, and what can we grow? What can we get from that? How yeah. pure can we get? It's this that food? cycle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I'm, I'm deeply dark, man, and always have been. So I always chase towards the light. You know. Being, so you, being you bad, met... crazy, and dark is really easy to me. So, like being sure. decent, healthy, and you know, how do you find that your music um, sort of helps you to cope with? Because you mentioned the dark, the dark place a moment ago. Um, mm. so d- d- does your music sort of uh, come from that, or oh, I mean, I suppose it could do sometimes, but does it help alleviate that um, that feeling sometimes for you? Yeah, it has done in the past. Yeah, mm. it has done. But now I just want to make kind of positive and lighter music. Yeah, very cool. But, but yeah, it does. It, it really helps. It helps to get it out. I mean, basically, I think music music is like it replaces the vibrations. It replaces what you're missing in your body. Mm. So when you, whatever you put on, if you're in a happy mood, you know, you put on happy music and, and that kind of brings you back to centre. Yeah. So by the time that you've enjoyed yourself and finished enjoying yourself to that bit, like that, to that tune, you're in line with nature again, whether yeah. you realise it or not. I, well, that's it is what a na- I believe it. It is a naturally occurring thing, isn't it? I mean, I love, I mean, not that it's the same thing, but for me, um, where we've moved to early morning, sunshine is literally sort of pouring through our kitchen window and we're having a lot of building work done and we've only just been able to sort of go out into our back garden a bit more now. And mm. like early morning, the boys are up at around six, seven. So I think it's probably not my line in the morning. So nice and early, <laughs> the boys will be fixed up for their breakfast. And I just love sitting out on the little patio you hear all these birds singing and like there's something about birdsong that just uh, blows my mind and even what i'm really um amazed by uh, is even like my two-year-old like he will be doing like he because those birds are there throughout the day but they're most prominent at that time for me because mm. there's no other sounds you know apart from my kids shouting at alexa to turn the tv on but that's the yeah. other only other sound and, and fresh air as well what, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah fresh clean air man. oh it's yeah. just beautiful and what fascinates me though is uh, like Felix, he he will be out in the garden playing. He'll be really engrossed in his play, and then he'll hear this beautiful bird song, which ordinarily, because of life getting in the way, we might miss. And I love the fact that he just was like, "Oh, bird," mm. you know, and it just like it, it attracts him, you know. And that is song attracting a two-year-old, you know, like and ignore the yeah. fact that it's a bird creating that. And we know birds sing; it's a melody, you know. So it is a very such a natural, powerful thing. 
I completely agree with Gavin about vibrations. I, I lived in London for a long, long time and that's got its own vibration. There's loads, exactly. And it really, um, I hadn't quite realised how, how much it affected me because I'm i the same, Gavin. I, I really b- believe in like vibrations and sound wave and, and energy waves. Yeah. And we moved, moved out of London. I moved out of London about four or five years ago. Uh, we're in the countryside now and we have the same same as you Tom where you know you in the mornings you hear the bird song and the that vibration the difference in those in that song and in, in the frequency and all of those things I really believe you know affects me in a mm. really great way in a positive mm. way mm. and then the sort of thinking back when I was in London and all of that noise so much noise and it's it, you know it's like that when uh, a pneumatic drills on and you don't realize it until it stops right but it's another you know, layer so, isn't it it's another completely. layer in your life you know audibly yeah completely oh, completely man i mean it yeah it goes so deep when it comes to that stuff because then it starts to it, it puts you into like an, in a state of fear in a state of panic and a state of worry so then it adds like other stuff you know and there's a whole layer upon layer upon layer so you never get to that higher wave you're always kept completely down in the, in the in the big sluggish waves underneath so you never get to that place where like yeah happiness I've, and, um, yeah. in in a show in a show that I've, I've i've used that twice in shows so i've i've um i'm a bit of a horror fiend and and there was two shows that we did which um were they was sort of quite scary and we layered uh um really low frequency sub um throughout yeah. and so it not, was not the brown the, frequency was it the well, no, well, Danny, it wasn't the brown frequency underneath man just to see you know what i mean just test i wasn't i wasn't that cruel i wasn't that cruel what was the name of, what was the name of the show rob what was the name of the show so there, was, there was there was a show called the exorcism oh right is, yeah, so the, yeah no, no, right. it kind of goes well really mate, so it? this is this and is the release my friends release yeah, <laughs> and they did, and uh, the review was shit. That's all I'll just say. <laughs> you will literally shit yourself. <laughs> exactly. Good. But wow. it was what. But the the audience had a um, <laughs> anything I'm going to say now. It's just gonna. We've just got an image of audience shitting themselves. The um, was that they they oh, felt oh, it before it. they could hear it. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. And I think that there's like that's. <laughs> It's such a like, that that again film film and theatre uh, mm. you know and they use some music it just yeah it's just it's there to Completely. I studied yeah it's just I can't even get my words out I studied media and I, I love film and I love film music and mm. it's just the power of one sound I think there's um, there's a there's something on YouTube with uh, Hans Zimmer and about the Dark Knight uh, the, oh. the bat one of the Batman films that they created and and the light motif for um, for the Joker. Uh, you know that what's mm. his name Heath Ledger uh, played, yeah, and yeah. like they made that by like scratching razor blades down this cello, and he mm. said I just wanted a sound that was you know so minute in its volume, but so disturbing at the same time. And you like it, obviously it's played whenever Heath is you know or whenever that character has done something, but it's just mm. horrible, you know. And like you said, it's it's the power of suggestion, isn't it? You know, and the power of you're going to go and shoot yourself now, son. You know, yeah. <laughs> in the theatre. I mean, it's, it's also a funny one, that, isn't it? Because to, the, assuming, because it's a razor blade, assuming it would be quite an aggressive sound, but really mm. it just, it, it's kind of great in a piece, a thinner piece of metal yeah. on a string. So yeah. the thought is is even more powerful in that, that they created this crazy well, it's, sound. It's, it's combination. It's, well, that was what the predominant uh, sound came from. And then, of course, it was, yeah. uh, it was the, um, the cello bow as well. And yeah, it just... 
many, many layers. It's fascinating. In in um in that same show, uh the, the collaborator and I had um he he stretched uh, a particular song by about five thousand percent. So and when we played it, it, it became this mo this most beautiful sort of um soundscape because you sort of mm. stretch this noise into a into a into a whole different thing. Mm. So the frequencies that you're experiencing over a a, a short period of time. Um, we, we sort of expanded and it, it sort of became this whole different experience. More which, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because, um, Rob, you know, before we started recording, you, you mentioned, you know, obviously Theatre Centre is one of the things, you know, the company that you're uh, artistic director, is that right? I've, yeah, yeah the, it sounds very grand that, doesn't it? It does. I would <laughs> also like to know, just on a, <laughs> a, a, a slight aside, what is a dramaturg? Oh, God. I... Uh, I've no idea. I mean, it's got the word turd and drama in it, so that's all I'm saying. I'm a brought, brought the turn down. Is it drama no, well, turd? No, it, no, it's not. It's drama turd. <laughs> oh, I, 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 um... Just a running theme of this podcast at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, it's terrible. It's just shit. A runny theme. Oh, yeah. A runny theme. Yeah, nice. <laughs> not very solid. I, uh, I, I failed my A levels. I'm, I'm trying to pull it back, guys. I'm trying to pull it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so yeah. I, uh, I failed my A levels brilliantly, and I went into clearing. So I was the first person that in my family to go to uni, and so I thought I needed to go to uni. And I failed my A levels, went into clearing, wanted to go and do some some form of theatre, but I knew that. And uh, Leeds Uni gave me this like a, this new course. No one had ever done it in the country, dramaturgy. And I said, well, it's got the word drama in it. Let's see what happens. Um, I won't bore you with with it, but essentially, it's like the philosophy of theatre. Why why is it we do this stuff? Why is it that we right. tell stories? Why is it that the human condition is programmed for us to explore stories, whether that's through music, whether that's talking, whether that's through film? Why is it that we mm. cling to that? Why do we gossip? What, you know, and so it was sort of looking at that, and which is why then I I was I then became super interested in story and telling it, and yeah. the the why why that's useful. Yeah, mm. and by the sounds of what Theatre Centre do, I mean you're predominantly uh, you work a lot with you know with educational establishments, you work with schools and young people an awful lot. Um, so, like, how does that work? I mean, you go into schools, you send tours. I mean, I know you tour around the country with uh, various shows um, that you're responsible for, but how does it work with young people? Do they perform within your performances, or are you yeah, just they, performing? I mean, to it, them? It, it, it's sort of yeah, all of it, really. I think the thing. One of the reasons why I took on the job was that, I mean, I don't know if you remember, if any form of theatre came into your school, it was likely to be shit. <laughs> and I, I remember you mean like of theatre going... The road like, safety uh, thing. Exactly. Not, yeah, don't, not dying. Yeah, don't die, don't take drugs, uh, sex is bad, like all that shit. And I, I'm <laughs> done by... And, and really sort of quite patronising, really quite shit. And, you know, I know that I was a, a pretty bad audience member. So I wanted to, when I started with this company, with, with Theatre Centre, I just want to make really good shows. And in order to do that, I need to work with young people because mm. I ain't going to write in isolation. So we, we just work with lots of young people all the time and artists and teachers and schools. And we sort of work out what is it that needs to be talked about and how do we talk about it so that's great the current show mm. current show birds and bees that we've got at the moment it's it's like breakfast club essentially it's about four four kids are in detention um three of them which have, have been put in there because they sort of spoke out in a school assembly about sexting uh, we couldn't make we couldn't have made that show if we hadn't spoke to and developed it with young people otherwise yeah. it would have been that cringy 
Mm. Um, adult trying to be cool yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and like i ain't that and i'm not no. you know i'm not I mean, how, to be at all. and how can you represent uh somebody if you don't know and don't understand them sorry you, you know you don't get exactly them. it so the representation stuff is su- like is super important for us mm. um and the way i think about it is that uh i i think what theater can give people is like to be better citizens better humans like the idea of how is it that you know to tell a story to stand up on stage to um all those skills that you have i think helps you essentially to think about another person and to think about another person like that's building your empathy right and that's what we need that's that's kindness that's what we need in the world is that if i can't even Mm. imagine what you're thinking then i'm not i'm never gonna you and i are never gonna work right and i think that's if you look at the world that's what we need. We need people to sort of just at least stop and go, I've got, I, I've considered that your point of view, or I, I can see it through your Just being eyes. decent to each other. That's the end of the oh, day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's it. That's all it fundamental. is. I mean, I, I'm, I, I work with young people I teach and, you know, that's one of my, that's the key thing for me. You know, I love what I teach. My subject is very important to me. And um, I hope that comes across to, to the young people I teach that I just want them to leave and be decent human beings because that's the key isn't it you know not that i'm going to teach them how to do that but if i can help them along the way wicked um mm. but yeah it sounds absolutely amazing what you're doing with theater center and you know and it sounds exactly what our young young people need particularly right yeah. now yeah really i totally right agree and i totally agree they need to understand and, and you know it's like coming back to the, the racial things and everything like that that's been yeah. going on and it's yeah. like they you know everyone needs to understand to a certain degree so you can Empathize with them. Empathize, yeah. You know, because how can you empathize if if you don't um, if you don't understand at least a bit of what someone has gone through or what they've had to deal with? What I think is what I think is really good though, and I I noticed this with the the people, the young, the people, (laughs) the young people I teach that they are um, far more empathetic than I think elders. I think they're probably far more empathetic than we are sometimes, and I found it um, fascinating that when the whole um, oh what was his name george floyd george floyd when that was happening um and i've completely now for black lives matter Mm. when that was happening the amount of students who were so enraged by it you know and students of all colors sizes creeds races whatever you want to call it you know uh they were just enraged and the amount of students who were talking to me about it who you know i wouldn't even have put them in that category because i would have thought well they're just interested in their own lives they're interested in their you know their snapchat and their tiktok and you know keeping that streak and stuff but that you know it, yeah. it seriously mattered but to I, them but i think but i think it's because of that because well, yeah because that's what I was they, to say. you know they they you know for me as a young person i was connected with my mates and that was it like yeah. and i knew I, I got my news from you know when it was on at six o'clock or yeah. news round or whatever it was they're that, actually like, more global aren't they they're more globally yeah, aware yeah, than we ever yeah, were yeah. young yeah, people are connected know. in ways that we can't even imagine you know yeah. they are. well that sounds and great then, and, and i'm going to try and get some of your stuff in uh hopefully you come down to kent do you i'll have a chat with yeah, our yeah, drama teacher and yeah definitely yeah, let's do it well our yeah. show and uh our show we've just um we've just made it free to all state schools oh, cool. so the, the, there's a whole digital package and it's okay. just we've made it completely free because we just thought that you know schools and teachers and young people are going through enough rubbish that they don't need to pay for anything so yeah, yeah, mm. it's, it's all right 
Yeah, we, 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 don't, we won't dwell on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> know That's you a whole it. new podcast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of respect. Just, just like teachers crying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, Gavin, you, like your your background in music is, I, I was first sort of um, turned on to your 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 voice. Um, if I'm honest, mate, you know, as a, as a singer, that's that tends to be uh, the thing that I listen out for when I'm listening to new music. And I think I have a feeling that through mutual friends somebody shared a video of um the rufus black band and yeah. i just remember being like whoa this is cool like i had the that real sort of bluesy vibe that i, I enjoy as well and and then i think i can't remember what the tune was but there was a, a short intro at the beginning I was, just, I was enjoying the instrumentation and and how it sounded and then this voice uh, just came out and i just remember sitting back and thinking <clears throat> okay you know this is this is really cool but tell tell us a little bit about rufus black band um it's a great band how did that all come about um, I mean, all, all, I mean, all my life I've just searched to be a part of a band. I, lo I like a unit, you know. I love being a part of a unit. I love, I love community and unit and everyone doing their job at a high level. So I, I've kind of put bands together all through my my career, trying to find that that band. And basically, I, I me and Scott McKeon got together doing a a thing with a guy called Pat Pat the Vet which is, uh, I, think, I think we called it Downtown Dukes or something like that, I think it was, where we just got some great musicians together and played. And I met Scott, um, and he just wanted to start doing something together. We both resonated, and so we tried to start doing, doing some kind of music together. And it, just over time, we, get, we got better at it and putting a different band, different units together, different ways of doing it, just making music and pubs and for the, for the fun and the love, you know. Mm. And unfortunately, a lot of a lot of music today. There's not there's not loads of money in particular areas. So you kind of you got to be in it for the love. Yeah, you know? enjoy Which what you're I, doing. Yeah, yeah. I've always done that, and and we just resonated. And then some other members, we all got together, and Russ and Ben, and and, and it just worked. And the first album was kind of we we're just doing some blues stuff and mucking around a few originals. And then the recent one we we did through lockdown really. Got together just before lockdown just for fun and kind of while the lockdown was going it, we just got deeper in it on yeah. over zoom and adding extra sections and yeah i mean it's not it's not an amazing story you know to be honest it's not like a crazy rock and roll story but <laughs> no i wasn't expecting no. that but what it does <laughs> seem like is that it's a story uh that you know the conception of this band comes from a place where everybody just loves playing you know and and how important is that you know, authentic music well. yeah, yeah so authentic music and just love doing something this that's got it's got some depth to it musically and and sound the, the one thing we've all we've all got in common the most is is we love sound hmm. you know i mean there's there's a lot of different artists in this world and and a lot of the industry has become about the entertainment side you know and and the brand side of selling and selling a product and kind of entertaining a crowd which is which is really cool, but we're, we're all in it for the sound, you know, yeah. like the sound of a guitar, like you say, like a razor blade down on a cello, yeah. you know, we're in it well, for that. that. And that sound is there <laughs> for me. Yeah, anyway, yeah. That sound is there, yeah. you know, and I got that vibe as soon as I heard it. I remember being like, well, yep, I'm turned on to this. Yeah, cool. All right. Yeah, like, wicked, you know, man. share. And, yeah. yeah really I hope good. it resonates with people that like, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, well, I can't see why I wouldn't, but listen, tell us a little bit about your sort of career prior to that. Like, what, what led you to that point? I mean, did you train? Did you were you just singing from an early age? What what was the what's the what's the haps there? Um, I, yeah, I, I got I got in it for the for the simple things of 
sex, drugs, and, and sausage rolls. Paid, mate, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was there. I was filling, mate. You know, someone. I, I enjoyed doing a bit of singing, and and now I joined this kind of like pub band, I guess it was at the time, and. I played a bit of sax at the time, so I played played the sax and sang a little bit, and um, and they gave me free beer and some money, you know, and then I then I got I got some women, so I was like, yeah, okay, I'm in. Again. Yeah. And then I started. The money got more, and and I know people wanted to do more gigs. Um, the love of actual singing kind of came afterwards, really. Right. It was more for the lust of life. Yeah, well, I, I was in. And, and and it's taken me around the world, and it's taken me a lot of crazy places and a lot yeah. of crazy stories. Well, that's um, that's part but, of the fun of it, isn't it? Like I always, my motto when I was younger certainly was always saying yes to gigs. You know, even if I didn't know the people, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. I'm going to go there because you just never knew where it led to. And I'm so pleased that I have done that, and and I still will, yeah. you know, because it does. You, you meet other people and you go crazy places. You do some pretty crazy things, and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful community. Yeah. It's a beautiful community and everyone's got everyone's back, you know? Yeah, and everyone's like-minded. They're all in it for that reason, yeah. I think, for the love of it. Even if Doing this you're... kind of club, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even if at that moment in time you're playing, I don't know, I'm a believer in, in you know, in a, in a wedding function or something, uh, mm. you, you know, you know that, that that original place is one of, I love love what I'm doing, you know, I, I just want to do this. So, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Very cool. It's, and it's um, a real balance, yeah. You've got uh, another, uh, so Rufus Black is a sort of mixture of covers and originals. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was. The new album is all originals. Right. <clears throat> we came that... from a cover point of view because they're just tunes we enjoyed and we thought, well, let's just make some tunes we enjoy and record yeah. them in the way we want to do it. And and we're all really good at what we do um, within the studio as well with our sound and our gear that we got. So we we, we just kind of took all our gear to a, a village hall, set it up and recorded. And is um, that out already, that album, or is it coming out? Or uh, The first album's out. Yeah, that, that's out there. And I'm sorry, I meant the new one. Is the new one out? The new one's not out yet, no. No, we, 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 I think we've released a few songs from it, and I think we've got one more song to come from that, and then we're going to put the album out. Nice. Well, right. make sure you share it with us. Um, you know, We'll promote and do whatever we can to help share it as well, because yeah, no nice doubt one. from what we've heard already, or what I've heard already, I'm sure it'll be absolute kick-ass, mate. So um, you're going you're gonna, to, well... The, the, the good thing and not so good thing about these Zoom sessions is that I can extend the reach of people that I talk to, but it means we don't have in the studio live performances. But um, Gavin, you've uh, you've actually already shared incredibly efficient. I normally get it afterwards, so thank you. Um, you've cool. already shared a couple of tunes that you're gonna we're gonna play um, throughout the podcast today. Um, so this first one was you co-wrote with Scott. Is that right? Um, yeah. This, so this is this is Scott McKeon's album that's coming out. Um, this is his first single. Uh, it's it's a guitar album, you know. So, but wanted to put a few textures on it, and this song came. Just ended up getting made. We just we just wrote it, um, and in in the studio on the day with some killer. I mean, these these musicians are are some of the most uh, amazing musicians that the UK's got to offer. It, it's really a high a high level, a high standard. I'm, so um, it's, uh, it's I'm grateful that you've shared it with us and. Uh... I'm very much looking forward uh, to everyone out there listening to the podcast, having a listen as well, because um, because you sent it quite so early, um, I got a chance to listen to beforehand, which is not normally the case. And it's, yeah, it's right up there with the sorts of things that I'm into at the moment. Um, but who would you say that um, Scott's influenced by? Um, <clears throat> well, definitely Stevie Ray Vaughan. 
Is yeah. it Rayborn? It's Rayborn, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I always get it mixed up. Um, definitely. Um, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just all those legends. Eric Clapton. Yeah. You know, the birds. I mean, all of the, all of those kind of old blues. BB King. Yeah, and you'll hear it in his playing. Um, this uh, is the tune Third Eyewitness. Third Eyewitness. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, listen. Uh, I'll let you do the introducing because I haven't quite fathomed out his surname yet, and you do it so much better than I do. So, Gavin, what are you going to play right. for us first of all, mate? Uh, we're going to play Third Eye Witness.
I was okay. just just thinking there. I was I was having a conversation with a an art uh, a writer yesterday about like what is um, masculinity and men and the idea of um, shape and all of that. Shit, that's a deep fucking question, man. I'll tell you what, not to not to pause the conversation, but we're going to start here. Is that cool with Great. you guys? Yeah, yeah, we've just had an amazing song. I don't want to discredit that, but let's go along that, Rob. Let's keep going there. Uh, we're back in. We've had that uh, third eyewitness. Not to be sarcastic, but let's let's crack on. Come on, Rob. Sure. Let's start where you're going. Talk to me about that. Well, I, well, I was I was talking to um, uh, a writer yesterday about masculinity and about what is what is a man. What is you know, and I, it was such a fascinating conversation because, like, I didn't know. She asked. <laughs> sorry, he asked me uh, quite quickly what like what is masculinity, and I couldn't really answer. Like, I don't know. Like, what is masculinity, right? Um, but what we spoke about was about the idea of what a shape a man should be, is, looks like. Hmm. Um, and I was really interested about what you would, you know, for you, Tom, your journey. And I have this as well about the idea of what I'm meant to look like. Now I'm like, I'm a gay man. And there's something about being a gay man that there is a very particular, like I get images of what you're meant to look like. You're meant to be ripped or you're meant to be muscular, all those things. And I, and I think there's something, uh, I just think there's a huge pressure uh, that that men don't talk about about the idea of what you're meant to look like. Yeah. And I was I was saying you know saying right early on that I got bullied at school when I because I was skinny, and then I sort of and then I and now now that I'm getting bigger, it it affects me. I don't I like I I and I I've been talking a lot about why why is it affecting me? Why is it? Why do I feel bad that I am? I'm heavier than I, I've been the heaviest that I ever am now. Mm. Um, and does it even matter? And it obviously does to me, but I'm trying to sort of work out what that is about. And yeah. obviously for, for women, there's a huge, there's a huge sort of, you know, there's industries based around the way that women are meant to look and sound and be and all the shapes. But I, and I think for men now, it's, it's exactly the same. We just don't talk about it in the same way. No, I don't, it's, I mean, it's kind of where the podcast originated from was the fact that men don't talk about any of this sort of shit. Uh, who's to, but who's to say who's meant to look like what? Yeah. Completely. Who the fuck is saying this? You know what I mean? What? Who the fuck? Consumer. Consumer. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah, completely. completely. Yes, that, that is all it is, you know? I mean, well, it's like but, when we come down to meat. Yeah, yeah. We come to meat, but, right? And the masculinity, the barbecue, the man, you know, right? Where the fuck did that come from? That, that came from meat companies wanting to sell meat. That's where it came from. So they portrayed this male, masculine man the, making the, meat in the garden. You know, that's it's the same as the Marlborough man, though, isn't it? You know, it's the same as that guy, that that Marlborough, was it the cowboy? You know, and all of those things. Money, it's yeah, gross yeah. and money. That is it. But if you if you look if you if you go back in further, though, if you look at you know, it's like how how history is is taught. You look at all the sculptures that if you go into like a British Museum or something, mm. you look at all the sculptures. Like, what do those men look like? Mm. You, what you don't get is you don't get men who are not chiselled and ridiculous. <laughs> and there would have been loads of men like that, but they are not represented. Yeah. So the representation of what you see, you know, you know what what advertisement companies put out, the magazines that are, that are, that we read, all of that stuff. It's exactly the same as that. It's just not representative. Yeah. Mm. yeah yeah I totally. think for, for, for me for me though i don't i mean unless i'm just ignorant to it and I, I do think what i've learned about me myself is that there's um there's definitely a part of my brain that can just ignore 
I like to believe anyway, but I don't feel like there's anything. <laughs> I hope anyway. <laughs> like, the, like the IT crowd. Have you ever yeah. seen that one? Cuke, <laughs> cuke, oh, I'm not affected by that shit. You know, but, but, like I can use can a cuke. I can usually switch off to things. I feel like I can usually get through it. But there are there are some things that I just can't. And one of them is the sort of weight loss thing for me. But I don't, mm. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't really read magazines. I don't remember ever. Maybe it's just a subconscious thing, but I I think it is. It must it's be. All I mean, it's, it, should huh? be of, it should be made illegal. Wherever you go, sounds, pictures, lights are all deep. Like it's all penetrating into the back of your mind so eventually it just becomes a part of your own thought and you don't even know it's happening and you don't yeah. even know it's yeah. there because it's deep psychology it's deep psychological well there was psychological a, a, kind a, of penetration of the mind ad you know? advertising isn't it i mean I, I don't remember when it was but there's a ah uh, there's a um, uh, many 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 years ago in the middle of the super bowl there was an advert i think it was for coca-cola and mm. this is something that I, I remember being taught about about the hypodermic needle theory um, about the idea of ideas being injected uh, into you. We're getting really media-based today. New media podcast. And um, yeah. this this advert was right in the middle of um, the Super Bowl, uh, in the middle of, obviously, a few other adverts, but it wasn't any length at all. It was literally just a flash of this logo. I think it was Coca-Cola. Yeah. You know, and, like, studies had shown that it hit, like, <laughs> they they did this uh, research afterwards after this advert after the super bowl and like how many of you felt the need to go and have a coca-cola and it was like <clears throat> through the roof well you know just yeah, that injection I, of an idea so i went and saw a darren brown show years ago before darren brown became big and he mm. he showed us he was talking about the very exactly the same thing these subliminal messages that they can put in a, a frame it's illegal uh now to do to do the similar thing but he said that he couldn't show this on tv and he showed us a, a film and he said that there will be images in there that you are not aware of, but your brain will pick up. Yeah. Um, and four of you uh, will get up from your seats and you will come and arrive on the stage with me. You don't know how and you don't know why, but this film will do that. I was like, OK, whatever. Mm. Starts the film. I can't remember any of the film, but I do remember what, <laughs> shaking his hand on stage. Uh, <laughs> and me, me and three other people <laughs> were stood on stage and I and it was the weirdest the weirdest feeling because I, yeah, and he knew exactly which seat I was sitting on because he had programmed all of that in um, because then he revealed that at the end. But there was nothing in this film that said you on that seat stand up and he was just showing the power that people can have on you. The power of the yeah. mind as well, though, to pick up on that. Yeah, and, and that subconscious and the unconscious. I think it would yeah. be really cool to get you guys in on a, a podcast with Elliot one day because um, Elliot's a guy I keep on referring to or was referring to in the break well, whilst we listen to your tune, Gavin. Um, he's Yeah, he's deep into all this stuff. It'd be wicked to get you guys in with him as well and just to have a chat. It'd be fascinating to do that. So I think, make... I think it's all real, man. It's all real, you know? And it's like it, people say conspiracies and all this kind of shit, but it's, it's, it's deep. It's years of deep training of learning how to manipulate the human mind. Mm. That's you can't kind of... you can't manipulate someone physically. So why the fuck are you allowed to manipulate them mentally mm. and control another human being by the mind? You know why is that allowed? But because I, guess... I think there's for me there's something about it goes back to that the story that that we tell ourselves individually the story we tell ourselves that we are either good enough or not we that we are talented or we are not and and people very early on realize that they can manipulate that story right yeah. is that we're not healthy enough that we're not thin enough that we're not man enough that we're not 
whatever that those things are. And so we then therefore buy the thing that helps us become the thing that we we should be. Yeah, we want to so, be. Yeah, we want to be. Bastards, they, man? I, I mean, I hate. I actually it really rouses me up that shit because it's like you should have you know you should have your own opinion, your own choice, and doing. And it's like there is no right or wrong. There is no up or down. It's like you, if you're healthy, you know, great, brilliant, you know, well, be that's healthy, what, yeah, feel good I'm, mentally, feel good internally, feel good. That you is being see healthy. Gavin, I, Completely. And I can see, Gavin, why you want uh, a house uh, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> no, I can see why that you want to be off the grid. I, I want to choose what, what, what goes into my head, what goes yeah. into my body. And I, I don't want it to be from some factory and some added, added chemicals. I don't want it to be. You know, but you can you can also see how, how, you know, Trump did exactly the same thing. You know, you can see that how how he, how someone can incite a, a, a way of thinking, a being, a, 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 a movement, a yeah. riot. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's just all, all of that. Completely. Just to return it back to sort of the weight loss thing for a minute, like in terms of for for me, like, and I'm linking it to everything that I'm being told regularly about myself is that you know, like you've just said, Gavin, you know, the the whole idea of being healthy, you know, I might be a big guy, but I exercise twice a week, you know, and mm. good exercise twice a week. I eat well most of the time. I might have a packet of Maltesers in a minute. I might mm. not, uh, but. You know, I, I don't know whether it's that I'm conditioned to punch myself in the virtually punch myself in the face every time I do that and feel bad about it afterwards. But, you know, I, I, I for some reason, I'm currently uh, programmed, if you like, to to ignore the good things. And, it, you know, I've mentioned it in a couple of podcasts ago where in one of my Slimming World groups, and I've found that really useful. It works for some people and it, it, and it doesn't for others. But for me, it's just that community and that support, which has been incredible. And yeah. the lady, the running that just said, well, what's your non-scale victories? Like, I'd put some a, a pound on or two pounds. And that actually, when I now say that to you two, two pounds is nothing, you know, like, and, it, you know, a friend of mine said, well, I've had shits that are bigger than two pounds, you know, so, you know, it's quite, <laughs> that could be. We brought it back there again, Tom. We brought it back down to shit. It is, you know, it's that runny theme that we keep going to. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, like somewhere I, I just need, that's what I'm trying to achieve for myself is just to reprogram, if you like, that sort of that idea of stop freaking out. My, my other PT may, she she basically at the end of one of my sessions where I've been a bit like I got through the session I did what I needed to do you know I I did enjoy it but I was I was a bit unhappy that day about food and all my weight loss and it not going to plan just moping and she just said just stop being a dickhead you know just that's it you know just crack on everything you're doing is right um and Elliot said you know look you've got to see don't think of that end goal just learn to love what you're doing at the minute and that was so profound for me. And again, yeah. like I said to you, Rob, it's exactly what I needed to hear. Like, don't worry about the yeah. fact that apparently, according to the BMI website, I need to be 12 stone. That's never going to happen, yeah. by the way. Not because I'm being defiant. I just can't see how it could. You know, just don't think about that. Just think about the fact that you are enjoying doing what you're doing. You're eating healthily and you might have a Kinder Bueno one day, you know, whatever. So it's... it's. Are you trying to get advertisement on this uh, podcast, I am... though, Tom? Is that... <laughs> we've had... Ooh, I've been we've... Here. <laughs> something nice I don't know. What, what, what? I don't know what you're talking what about. What would that be, I didn't say man? anything at all. It was all a figment of your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm part of the problem. I'm actually part of the well, system. Man. You just don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think it, it's 
Yeah, I think you just got to focus on the moment, mate. Not worry about yeah. tomorrow or yesterday. Yeah. Just now, this, this, it's it's hard enough. This moment, this moment right now is hard enough. Absolutely, know. and I'm learning yeah. that. But I, and that's the advice I would give others, and that's certainly the advice I'd give the young people I teach. You know, and and I I just almost need to uh, practice what I preach a little bit. You know, and I I know that. Um, I just don't hear it sometimes, but I'm learning, and that's what it's all about for me. So, yeah. Um. I'm curious. I mean, we sort of we spoke about what's happening at the moment, and hopefully, there's sort of some light at the end of the tunnel with the year that we've had. And I think it um, it goes without saying that it's been a a pretty rough year for um, the industry that we we're we're all in. Um, yeah. But you know, it is interesting to know and to sort of learn how people have coped, how they've adapted, and how they've changed to uh, to deal with it. So. I mean, like Robin, our little break in between uh, when we were sort of listening to to your tune, um, we, we were talking about the fact you've not been to your office for a year. You know, you've not not done that. That sort of part of your life is almost on hold. So, for you, how how's it sort of been? You're working from home. How how was that for you initially? Like, were you able to actually work as efficiently as you normally would? Did you find it t- uh, tricky? I mean, ticky? I've been a, I, ticky. Uh, I mean, I, I was. I, for many years, I was a freelancer, so I was going from project to project. So I could sort of the idea of working from home actually was was fine. I think the the fact is that my job is really social. I mean, usually in rooms with people making making stuff, right? And so that then became really weird. And this, as much as Zoom brings lots of people together quickly, it, it's just we know it's just not, not the same, same experience. No, no. you know, we're, we're literally boxed in. That there's a there's a barrier to that. Um, and actually it affects me quite badly. I got really bad anxiety. I sort of, it sort of became very, um, I, I got quite nervous about things, not being able to sort of uh, connect with people. So even now, even when I was out with my neighbors and stuff, it was really, it's quite, quite nerve wracking about how I talk to people, which is something that just comes to me naturally, right? Yeah. With the job that I do. But it, at that point it became uh, complicated. So I think, I think there's a, and I'm, you know, I've, I'm a lot, better now because I've sort of gone through processes to sort of understand it and you know work out what that anxiety is about but mm. I think that I think it's um it's complicated I you know and I'm quite efficient now on on emails and on all the you know working on my computer and stuff but it I'm sat down like the idea of sit, sitting down <laughs> seven yeah. hours a, in a day yeah it's bloody awful yeah um really you know I've, it really is and so I like I've started cycling I've got myself a spin bike um, I've got two dogs, so walk them a lot, nice. and just. But the 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 moment of getting getting to that moment, like the idea of getting on the bike, the idea of taking the dog for a walk, sometimes can be the biggest, the biggest bloody barrier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, another way. Yeah, that's another wall. I think that's that's one of the like. I and I again, I know I've said this before, but one of the small and possibly only well, not only, but there are a minute amount of things that are good that have come from this whole experience. And I, you know, I love the fact that there are more people out walking. There are more people out being active. And I think that, you know, maybe hopefully nationally, that will be something that is retained. Um, You know, I know certainly for myself in that first lockdown, I just had to, we had to get out of the house. You know, my wife and I and my boys, we'd walk, we'd just walk. You know, we're very fortunate. We live in a beautiful area and we had some lovely walks and the boys love being outside. So it just worked for us. And the weather was was wicked. Completely. I was talking to uh, a mate of mine who uh, uh, organises park runs and he was saying exactly the same thing, which is 
they're they're getting they're gonna have so many more members when they go back because yeah. there's loads of people now that have picked, taken up running they yeah I, I i mean i started running it's just not the sport for me it's not the thing for me um oh, but, i mean really yeah and you get somewhere <laughs> and then you gotta run back and it's just yeah, like, <laughs> exactly it's like nah man just, I've, nah. I, I've done and a lot of walking nah yeah, walking's oh, good. I love walking. Yeah, great. And I, I was tempted yeah. with the Couch to 5K app. I, I downloaded it. That's how far I got. And I selected. Well, that's what I was using. Yeah. Oh, right. I selected the um. Oh, the American guy as my my guide, whatever his name is. I've forgotten it. Michael something or other. And uh, I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I I sort of thought, well, actually, this is not wise. I've always been, you know, I've always I've always hated running, but then I thought, well, I'm a big guy running on my ankles, which are a little bit weak anyway. It's going to bugger up my knees. What's the point? So I just, my thing was walking loads. And yeah. a friend of mine, yeah, you know, my, my friend and I, we, we, um, we, uh, he's, I mean, he, he was the one that inspired me to do a lot of walking. So Billy, Billy was just walking. Like he was furloughed. He was just walking just to keep his mind off of the, you know, the shitness of it all at the moment or at that time. Mm. And uh, he, he inspired me to just get out and walk and walk and walk. And, and consequently we did a thing for charity in January. We, we walked uh, between us, we walked 500 miles um wow. for, for war child you know and that that was something i never ever thought i'd do so you know and i'm i'm absolutely gagging to get out for a, it's so weird i want to go for a walk you know i want to go out and walk yeah. four or five miles but the, this week has not been yeah. kind to me in terms of time but yeah that's been brilliant for me but but i i mean i think there's you know the i think uh you know the, the link between mental health physical health i think is huge and i think there's yeah. A, yeah. a lot of the conversations we're having with young people at the moment there's going to be this e e new epidemic of of mental health, uh, um, bad mental health for young people, especially, and loads of the population because of this. And we just don't know how it's going to sort of occur. But I think that the idea of, of exercise or walking or like the, you know, the body is connected to the mind, right? Mm. The, the you know, you move your body and your mind yeah. work, you, your, yeah. your mind works. So Absolutely. I think there's, there's there needs to be loads of money pumped into sporting activities and, and, and i hope like i hope that. that is the case you know i really do hope that because one of the biggest challenges will be identifying those who need that additional help um, yeah. and i just hope that there's that time and effort is put aside for young yeah. people and for anybody really that needs it you know because let's face it it's not of course it's going to be harder on youngsters um but it's not been easy for anybody so I don't no, know. we'll have to wait and see and you know the main thing is uh, you know get out move do something that's a that's key and you can do that for free can't you, you can do it off your own back exactly um yeah. pick up an instrument have a song you know go and create just i just i just the hope is there that it will turn people on to the fact that our our industries you know theater dance drama music all of those things are so insanely good for helping mental health as well um yeah man so i think no, i think there's i think there's a slight slowly there's a little revolution kicking up you know yeah. they do fight eco revolution and people heading towards health and yeah and health of their mind well, they're more conscious of, of it aren't they health, conscious people are being conscious and it's yeah. like that is the key you know yeah you listen you look at all gurus and all wisdom you know anyone that's written a freaking self-help book it's all about being conscious yeah, and i think aware. that's something the young generation seem to me they seem to be a lot more conscious you know and i think that but i think that'll be more prominent if they can have the because they've got to get through the sort of they've got a lot of thorns and, and 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 um you know thistles to get through at the moment you know there's that barrier so they need help getting through that clearing the path and then they're, they're back on it you know and yeah. as you say like hopefully it'll, it'll um, really push them in the right direction um with creativity in general um 
Gavin, what about you? So like session singer, performer, musician, gigging loads, and then boom, closing all the pubs, closing all the venues. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I quite liked it, to be honest. I, at the beginning, I really liked it. I thought it was lovely because I, I like I like silence and not moving. You know, I like wandering around doing nothing. I, it's, it's one of my five, like favourite pastimes, just wander. Was your was your daughter born this year? Like, is she, you say she's four months. Yeah, yeah. So she was so, born in born in lockdown. Yeah. Wow, wow. How was um, that? I mean, not 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 that you knew any different, I suppose, because it's your your first um, first child, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously work finance. It's eating all our eating all our money up and um, all our savings for. So we got to kind of regroup on that side, and and having a newborn has been beautiful. It's been it's been absolutely amazing, tiring as every every, every parent knows and yeah. demanding. Um, but it, 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 we we caught COVID, the COVID, we caught it. The vid, um, the vid, from I believe it possibly hospital from one of the checkups or something. It was going right. up. It's the only real place we can put it back to, right? Because um, we're pretty pretty good with all that. Um, but it absolutely devoured us. It devoured the whole family. You know, it's about me. I couldn't. This was Christmas time, so I spent Christmas on my own. Oh, and I called you. I think I found you just after you got better, didn't I? You just you'd started yeah, to come yeah. around for it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it lasted forever. It was like three. I think it was like thirty days. We ended up being in isolation. Right. It just lasted so long, and I, I had it. Jess had it. Um, Ava had it. She had like a rash all over her body, so it was all completely out. And then my mum caught it as well, and you know. It's, in hospital, she ended up with blood clots. Oh, God. Um, you know, wow. oxygen levels were low. You know, it, it really took us. And that mm. coupled with no finance coming in and just being absolutely wiped, it yeah. then started to attack the mind, you know, and, and it kind of just attacked everything. And t- it took a while even to be able to just understand it, it, it attacked us mentally, not just with an illness, like a flu like illness. It was mm. like, I could not work out how to use logic anymore. You know, I mean, as in the the, the DAO, as in like the, the creative software, yeah. you know, to, to produce and that. I could not, I couldn't remember anything or figure out how it was like I'd lost some something. Cognitive. It's come ability. back now, but there was, yeah. a, there was a big period where mentally I just couldn't make sense, you know, and I felt anxious. I felt even more depressed and mm. it, it heightened everything. And not just in a physical, but in a mental. It's like, I don't know if people are talking about that side as much as it, it, it's creating. And apparently, right. these are all things of COVID as well. Right. Mm. Well, there's the long COVID, you know, thing that people are talking about more and more now, aren't they? Where, you know, the, the, the um, well, not the side effects, but the impact of having it, you know, just, just knocking people for six for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, and Jane, my wife, just before, um, not just before I left, but just as we were eating lunch earlier, for some reason brought up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Talking about, and it came from nowhere. We were eating cheese just, just, just before my stroll into the living room. <laughs> <laughs> but she was saying that, that you know, she'd been reading that, you know, the importance of rest uh, if you have COVID, yeah. because it, you know, yeah. it just the impact on the brain, uh, as well as, you know, all the other, you know, um, uh, physical things that it does to you but you know mm. the fatigue levels alone you know are just uh, are just a, a whole new level that you know yeah, nobody's ever used to so um, absolutely beyond it all and i'm pleased you're all, all through it mate. i'm pleased yeah I, yeah pretty much there's still little bits left there's still lingering symptoms here and there has it affected your mm-hmm. voice at all um i don't believe so 
But I mean, I, I haven't, you know, I, I sing in the studio for stuff, but you know, it, you can't, you can't be going out doing a gig every night no, and no. singing for a couple of hours dancing. You know, I, I, I believe my voice is definitely going to need some conditioning before yeah. getting back into it. Because yeah. I think I'm, I'm not as strong vocally as I was. I think that's, that's something that a lot of, well, I mean, I know I've, I've got in touch with my vocal coach and I've said, I need to be match fit. You know, I've got, you know, if all goes to plan, I've got gigs, you know? And so I think yeah. I, was, I was trying to sing in the car the other day and just felt just tight, you know? And, and I know I'm not warmed mm -hmm. up or anything, but I just thought this is not, this is not cool. You know, my last gig well, was back in October. And so, you know, it's a, that's still a long, long time ago. Um, it's like it's like what you were saying Tom about going to the gym right so if you yeah. don't go to the gym for a year then then you're going to be weaker you're, you're rusty yeah and I really yeah. felt that normally like I just sort of I, I don't I've never noticed that quite so prominently in my voice anyway mm. um, I mean, I've had a couple of vocal operations so I think I'm very conscious about good vocal health uh, for me and you know generally I'm an advocate for good vocal health so yeah booked yeah. it in I'll go and get myself a little vocal massage as well and nice. just, have you had one of those Gavin nah what weirdest, earth is it? Yeah, what weirdest. Is it? You can have there are two things that I've tried. A vocal massage was incredible. Um, <laughs> and what was the second one, Tom? <laughs> well, basically, they, <laughs> they get a whole tube of butter and, uh, <laughs> and then uh, it involved yeah. a little bit of lube. And, and then I was on stage with Darren Brown. Swamp. I don't know, like, they yeah, just yeah. Said <laughs> Yeah, but the other, I had vocal osteopathy as well, um, which is just, uh, that was a whole new level of weird for me. But the vocal massage stuff, if like Gavin, if you're feeling vocally fatigued or anything like that, it's seriously good. It's so good. Um, yeah. And like, if you ever nice, wanted, man. I've passed a number on, but yeah. But it's so, yeah. like, it feels so invasive, but also quite nice. It's just a bit of an odd thing, but yeah. Um, no, I'll give it a go, man. I'm up for yeah. giving it I'll, uh, I'll sort you out of a number. She's very yeah. good. Um, so look, you know, you've had to adapt, Gavin, you know, obviously what, what were you doing to sort of bring in the finances? Cause I mean, obviously for Rob, you know, Rob, you had, you had projects still on the go and things that you could conceivably do, couldn't you? Or, or did it I mean, all go on hold for you? Oh no. I mean, I was, I, I was so lucky. And I think that we, six weeks before pandemic, I got this full-time job and I've been a freelancer previous. So I, I didn't know how lucky I was got the job and then the thing that I absolutely when pandemic hit the thing that um the exec director Emma and I dedicated ourselves to do was to employ as many people as we could because oh, cool. they're you know the the amount of artists who have not been paid the amount of artists and it shows isn't it that our industry is built up on freelancers um yeah. and <clears throat> and all the money was was in venues and buildings and like places yeah so we we just wanted to employ as many people as we could so I was I was super super lucky um so we had loads of projects on still made work but we wanted to be as useful as we could so i'm hoping that lots of artists have you know got money in their pockets because of us oh, good well done Very nice. what, what about you gavin what were you doing to sort of make ends meet dude um i i mean to begin with we had just a few sessions coming in do a lot of kind of jingles and uh, library music writing so i'm um, so i basically survived with a bit of prs coming through government um and a few a few little sessions coming in here and there um and then i just i did for safety i went and became an electrician oh so know, if you trained like, during lockdown yeah so i'm a domestic That's electrician amazing. now so i can go and earn some extra cash pretty easily here and there so it's like a, it was like a safety net you know yeah so i gotta have something 
great. just in case there's nothing else comes in. Um, and then I, then I trained to, to uh, I'm into these things called earth ships. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them at all. It's just kind of building from recycled, anything recycled really, like it, the walls are made out of tires, compounded mud. And so I also trained in building those, it's like natural building. Um, and then I'm doing a permaculture course as well. Oh, cool. It's, 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 it's kind of, I've just come ah, everywhere yeah. <laughs> and, and taking little jobs here and there. Yeah. Many like, pies. All, yeah, basically. It's, it's like loads of little safety nets going on and yeah, and it's kind of, it's worked out. But we, to begin with, we say, you know, we kind of went yeah, to our saving. savings. Really. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. fortunate. I remember, like, um, I, I still feel lucky that I've I, I'm, I trained to teach. Uh, but I remember for a period of time feeling really guilty because, of course, you know, a great deal of my mates are, are musicians and are creatives, mm. and like it went from them being, you know, doing really well and earning and everything being cool, and then suddenly looking really bleak. And I remember yeah. feeling not that it's about me. I don't mean that, uh, but I felt so guilty. And it was my dad that, you know, I remember saying it to my dad, like I was like, oh man, like I feel really guilty because like, I'm I'm earning, like I've got a job, and like, a lot mm. of my mates haven't. And he was like, well, yeah, but you know, the sacrifices you made to train uh you know when they were doing those things he said that's you know that's just what you chose to do so yeah but i still feel incredibly lucky to be doing that and you know it's been very very tough but um yeah. ultimately at the end of the day i have had something that cognitively has kept me active um and i hope that you know in some way i've managed to help some kids out here and there as well, well. i mean so, I, I, can't, yeah. I can't even imagine i can't even imagine what you and the rest of the teachers in this country are like going through it's i think that you've i think that's like one of the most important jobs you know <laughs> with from doctors to carers to you know frontline staff you teachers i think should be classed as frontline staff because like yeah. I, I i've had you know i i'm in contact with lots of teachers and i and head teachers and the 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 strength i think that you have had to sort of adapt and move and shift is has been amazing and i i i hold hold my hands up and take my hat off and all that stuff to to you i think you're amazing i don't know why government haven't given you vaccines yet and and you know they're playing with you unfortunately but i think you do it's kind of backwards really isn't it, it i mean that, that that is you're hitting on one of the biggest problems within our society teachers aren't treated rightly yeah. education is not really looked at as important in the sense that the educators aren't looked after because i mean you're asking you're putting your children especially now i've had a child it's like it's even more affecting me you're putting your child into these people's hands they should be treated like fucking gods man because they're yeah. going to educate the next generation. They are the people that are going to change, you know, what what comes next, the education of the new generation. These people need to learn and understand as fast as possible, and they need the best. And the only way they can get the best is if the teachers are treated rightly, and they get treated like superheroes, because they're passing the knowledge. They are giving them the manners, the education, and it's just not looked at in that way. It's like, it, it just, it, I'm just, it just blows me away. I tell yeah. you how they're not looked after in that kind of way. Completely agree. I think you know a lot of parents. Ah! Sorry, um, guys. Oh, oh. you'll have to bear with me just for a moment. Everything's just gone weird for me here. Oh, oh, no, no, there we go. 
That's, that's what's throwing, that was throwing me, mate. I'm so sorry. Put the panic on your face. I was like, I was like, shit. Do I continue? You did really well. I could see that you were still going. Can you hear me? Okay? I need to bump it up. Bring it down. What's he saying to me, man? Yeah, you guys can hear me now, can you? We yeah. can. We All can. Right. So yeah, I lost everything. All sound, and I could just see you guys going and making faces at me. Um, I'll I'll catch up with what you said, but I heard superheroes, and I obviously I got was. I was privy to what you said at the beginning, Rob. And, you know, all, all I will yeah. say is that what I love about teaching is the, the, the young kids I get, well, young people I get to teach. Um, but also, as you said, Rob, you know, I work with some incredible people. I don't think they listen to my podcast, but if they do, uh, my department are just incredible. They're so versatile. They're so resilient. And like you said, the way that everybody I'm, I'm fortunate to work with has adapted uh, it's just incredible, you know, and I, I don't feel like I've been a pioneer in any of it at all. You know, there are people who are way higher than me in, in the whole school, but you know, what, what, um, what the creative department I've worked that I work with have had to, to do to, to try to keep people going is yeah, they're brilliant. And like you say, teachers, I'm not saying this because I want the praise. That's the last thing I want, but the teachers are incredible. Um, that I work with. I, I, I think that, you know, that I was saying that parents, I think, have, have really understood that a little bit more now, unfortunately, after a year of in and out of homeschooling and having yeah. to understand what to do yeah. and what that takes and the energy of that and the preparation of that and all of those things. And of course, those parents are probably doing other jobs as well. Yeah, man. Um, and so that, that it's there. But, but I think that I think there's a deep appreciation maybe now that for for the work that teachers do because because we've gone through this i just hope that there is change because of that i hope so yeah. too i hope yeah. so but we we, yeah. we can only do what we can do and you know we'll keep plodding on and according to uh, one newspaper whose name i will not say we are militant teachers um, <laughs> yeah yeah up the, up they can there. screw off yeah um <laughs> all right listen i i, I want to kind of wrap things up um sort of now and, and, and well I say I want to I kind of don't because this has been uh, I, what I love about doing these podcasts is the conversation just flows and that's testament in the fact that we've been chatting for so long um, and b- but before we go I want Gavin to just talk about the condors which is another uh, original project of yours but in case I forget I want to say thank you both so much for uh, taking the time to chat it has been yeah, cheers, man. brilliant it's thank been absolutely you, awesome and, and it's as I said already it come it just felt really natural and felt exactly like we're sitting around the table we're having a beer uh you know yeah, or whatever cool. we're having um so thank you both very much for taking the time to come and chat on the on the on the podcast with me um but before we sort of wrap up gavin tell us a little bit about the condors because i know again this is something i've seen that you and your wife your wife is a formidable singer as well it's fair Thanks, to man. say um and this is something that you and your wife work on together yeah yeah i mean we just started singing together and it worked and blended really well so we started to write some tunes i mean we've written together for ages with different yeah. things projects library music you know we just thought we'd start making our own tunes and had the access to great musicians and, and the rest started is... to write about the relationship really yeah it's a well, great that... way of voicing it and dealing with kind <laughs> of any issues yeah. that crop up well yeah because you know working with your wife is it's hard yeah you know, when you work with a collaborator, you collaborate with someone. It's it's strange, isn't it? You go in a room with a stranger and you collaborate. You've got that level of kind of respect that you mm. don't you don't go past. You adjust, you move, and you go, okay, great. But with your wife, you're like, fuck off. You know, <laughs> it's like, nah. You know, before you know it, you've like you've done like four or five chords. You know, had a fucking <laughs> argument, and like you've left. You know what I mean? And yeah. they're like, 
<laughs> month later, you come back and finish the song, and it's like, okay, punch bags on punch fire. Bag. Yeah, yeah, the punch bags <laughs> ruined, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you got that on subscription, haven't you, from Amazon? You, you, oh, literally, yeah. like monthly subscription. Yeah, just they just keep coming. Yeah, well, like um, they, it really helps you deal with a lot of uh, a lot of kind of issues within your relationship. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a bit like therapy. See, it, you know, we, there's there's nothing my wife doesn't know about me and there's nothing i don't know about my wife and she tells him it's really open and well that's it, that's the partnership isn't it yeah and, and we've been together 17 years now so it's amazing. like it's really it, you know it takes you to the limits yeah um, oh well listen and i think we are about to hear that quite amazingly uh, i i text you i mean gavin as i said at the beginning sent these tunes over so um i had to listen to them and and genuinely and without doing the whole uh, usual sort of lovey music industry oh my god it's brilliant because i hate yeah. that but this tune oh, mate, absolutely yeah. blew me away um tell us a little bit about it's called glorious by the condors just tell us a little bit about it mate um so i, I get a lot of depression here and there um not so much nowadays because I'm, I'm working a lot on that with all the stuff we've been talking about yeah uh, you know exercise and all that. but um it, it's basically about Jess kind of saying to me that it's all right, you know, um, in in the dark times and when you go there, uh, just saying it's kind of like a lift me up to me, yeah. really. So I thought it was kind of appropriate for these talks. I think it's incredibly appropriate. And uh, yeah, I hear that in the lyrics. So um, thank you very much for sharing it with us. And uh, hopefully everyone out there listens to it and enjoys it as well. Mm. Rob, Rob Watt, Theatre Centre, how can people get in touch with you if they uh, if they want to know more about what you guys do? Uh, our website is uh, uh, theatre-centre.co.uk. Uh, that's probably the easiest way of getting in touch with us. Uh, we're on, we're on uh, socials and all that. Amazing. Thank you so much for spending the time with us today, uh, Rob. I very much appreciate it. Uh, and, Absolute and, pleasure. And Gavin, uh, what about you with your various uh, <clears throat> projects? How can people get in touch with you or learn more about what you're doing? Um, I guess the condors is... is the condors on all your socials, you know, add the extra bit for whatever it is. Um, <laughs> and Rufus Black, I know there is a Spotify thing of me, but I only signed up the other day because uh, I'm not particularly great on those kind of social sides. But yeah, just check, just type in the condors. Just, just or find Rufus them. Black, yeah. Scott McKeon. You know. Cool. And we'll put it in our in our little profile bit on the podcast as well. Yeah, um, we could. Okay. Gavin, thank you both. Well, Gavin, thank you very much. And thank you both very, very much as well for sharing your stories and your chat with us today. We're going to wrap the podcast up uh, with Glorious by the Condors. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Thank you both very much. There we go. Woohoo!
Do <laughs> 